Okay, so Acts 19, we're going to read, start in verse 11. Right, so, um, and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their disease, diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices, and a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. All right, so the story. Basically, what happens, there are these Jewish exorcists, like witch doctors, witch doctor type people who found out that there are some people who are trying to cast out demons in the name of Jesus and thought, hmm, let's, let's try that. Let's see if that works. So they try. Some of, no, notice that there are some Jews, and the sons of Sceva are some of the people who are trying to do this. So this, is, this isn't just the sons of Sceva, but that's what we're focusing on. Um, so they tried to do it, and obviously it didn't work because it ended with them naked and um, wounded and bleeding, running out of a house. Um, and then everyone was amazed at what they saw and repented and threw all their books on magic arts into the fire and lost a lot of money through it. Um, but instead, they gained um, salvation. So I think that was a good trade. <laughs> okay, so what I want to focus on right here um, is two things. Why did the people repent? What happened to make them repent, right? Um, the name of Jesus was not preached, like the gospel was not preached. Paul's not even in this story. No miracles were done, like the exorcism didn't work. Um, it, nothing happened, right? So why did these people repent? That's the first thing when I read them, like, what? Um, so what I think happened is that the demons said, Jesus I know and Paul I recognize. And so that implied that they were scared of Jesus. They were scared of the spirit of God that Paul had in him. But this guy, they didn't have that. Um, the seven sons of Sceva, they had no spirit of God in them, right? But just the idea of the spirit of God in Jesus, just that idea made the demons scared, and the people saw that. And they were like, oh, wow, I want some of this. If the demons are scared of this, then I probably should be too. And so they repented. Um, the next thing to notice is why, I kind of already said it, but why didn't the sons of Sceva succeed, right? There's power in the name of Jesus. They were invoking the name of Jesus, right? So why didn't it work? Um, so I want to talk about the difference between the sons of Sceva, who were there in person, 
talking to the evil spirit and instead they got beat up versus Paul, whose name was just mentioned because he has the spirit of Jesus in him and it caused everyone to repent. Like that's a really big difference, getting beat up versus a bunch of people repenting, right? Um, and what is the difference between them? Like it's so, it's so extreme. Um, so I want to read Matthew 7. Um, you don't have to turn there. Matthew 7, 21 to 23. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness." I would argue that the sons of Sceva are these people right here who are saying, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? But they didn't know him, right? They weren't followers of Jesus. They weren't surrendered to him. They didn't commit to him, right? They did works in his name without actually knowing him. So the difference between the sons of Sceva and the sons of Paul is that Paul was surrendered to Jesus. Paul gave everything for Jesus. Paul died for Jesus. The sons of Sceva, all they wanted was what they could get from the name of Jesus. All they wanted was the power to cast out demons, which would get them, get them some sort of prestige or name in their town. But Paul didn't care about any of that, right? All he wanted was for the glory of God to be shown. All he wanted was for the will of God to happen. Um, and what I want you guys to think about is, are you Paul? Are you the sons of Sceva? Are you someone who has fully surrendered to Jesus? You're gonna give your life for him. You're gonna sacrifice for him. You, your, your desire is for the will of God to be done? Or do you just want to feel happy thoughts and go to church on Sunday where everyone's happy and joyful and sing fun songs and have a fun community like the Cornerstone? This place is great. Um, which one are you, right? Sometimes it's not always obvious. Like the people in Matthew 7 who said, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? They thought they were follower of Jesus, followers of Jesus. They thought that. They really did, but they were deceived. And I don't want anyone here to be deceived. I'm not saying that anyone is. I don't know. I don't want any one of you to be deceived. Um, so the, the question is, um, do the demons know your name, right? Are you fully surrendered to Jesus? Is your will, is God's will the number one thing in your mind? Are you a threat to the kingdom of darkness by the things that you're doing? The sons of Sceva couldn't do anything. Paul did a lot, right? Because he had the spirit of God that allowed him to be a threat to the kingdom of darkness and to bring the kingdom of God to earth. That's, that's what we want. That's our desire. So do, do the demons know your name, right? Are you, are you full of the spirit of Jesus? Are you fighting against the the principalities of darkness. Um, so I want to talk about some things like, how do you know, right? Because the people in Matthew 7 had no idea that they weren't followers of Jesus. So how do you know? It isn't that you cast out demons. It isn't that you prophesy. It isn't that you um, do mighty works. Those are not indicators of if you're a follower, follower of Jesus or not. Um, which is counterintuitive. You think, oh, I'm doing crazy acts for God. Like, no one's going to believe this. But God doesn't even, he, he's not recognizing you as his follower because you haven't 
surrendered. That's what God's asking is for your surrender. Um, and when you have surrendered, your desires change, right? You, you no longer like the same things that you did before. You don't, you don't care about your, your prestige, your name. You don't care about um, success. The only thing you care about is the will of God being done and spending time with your creator, Jesus Christ. That's, that's what you look for. Like you're, you're, you're changing. It's, it's step by step, right? You're getting closer. You're becoming more in love with Jesus every day. Right? If, you haven't, if you don't love Jesus more today than you did a year ago, that probably means that something's wrong. Um, you're, you're constantly growing in him. He's teaching you how to love him more because that's what you're seeking after. Um, and the third thing is that you hate sin. If you're living in sin and you know it and you don't care, that's probably an indicator that something's wrong, that you don't act, that you actually haven't surrendered to God. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit of my story. Um, when I was younger, I grew up in a Christian family. I went to church. I did all those things that a um, youth in church does. You know, I got a youth group and summer camp and all those fun things. Um, but I was not surrendered to God, not at all. Um, I knew it too, which was really interesting. I always thought that one day I'm going to give everything for Jesus, but not today. I don't know how today. I'm not too busy today. I don't know what I thought, but it wasn't, it wasn't right. Um, I knew, I knew that I wasn't surrendered and that's not okay. Like, I don't even know if I was saved back then. I probably thought I was, but I, I was living in sin and I knew it and I didn't care. And that's not okay. Um, and so God, God changed me, obviously. I'm really glad about that. I care now. I, I, I hate sin. It's the worst. Um, God hates it more than I do. God hates it more than everyone else. Like, it's, it's so bad. It separates you from God. And all God wants to do is be with you. All you should want is to be with God. And sin is what's stopping you from doing that. Um, so is there, is there anything that you're holding on to? Is there anything you haven't fully surrendered to God? Um, if, if you know that you haven't, if you know that there's still things in your heart that you're holding on to right now, let them go. Surrender yourself to God right now. You don't have to wait like I did. Please don't wait like I did. Um, do it now and don't be ashamed. Like you thought, you thought you were surrendered to God, but now you're realizing, oh, maybe I'm not. Don't be ashamed of that. Be joyful that you're that the that the lies that you've believed have been uncovered, and now you can be free, and now you can have the salvation found in God. Like, don't don't be ashamed of that, please. Um, if you don't know that you fully surrendered, ask God to show you. Have I? Is there anything that I'm still holding on to? Is there is there something that I need to know? Is there something that I need to do to believe, to to fully surrender to you, God? Ask Him. Ask Him about it. And if you know that you have, if you know that you have given everything to God, thank him for his mercies. Thank him for his grace, because that's a wonderful feeling. And, and pray, pray for those who you know haven't, because God's seeking after them, um, just as he seeked after you. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of time right now. Just talk to God. If Everyone fits into at least one of those three categories. Um, so do, um, do it now. We're going to take a couple minutes. God, thank you so much for the for the salvation that is found only in your name. God, thank you. Thank you that you've offered it freely to everyone, to everyone here. God, thank you 
Thank you that you are willing to come and willing to die for us, even while we were still sinners, God, while we rejected you, while we beat you, while we hated you, you still gave everything for us. God, thank you. Thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're going to go into groups now, and I'm going to ask you to not get into groups of more than five or six. Don't get into really big ones, smaller groups today. Can we do that? Yay. Wonderful. Thank you.